Richland with the Royal Blood on Victory 91.5. It's Corey Haynes. Good song. Oh, yeah. We've had a great lineup this morning. And you've been talking about second Passover. We have our general manager. Just a couple minutes ago, you said if you study the feast, you'll always be at peace, which we need a new Victory shirt. So that would be a good little (laughs) slogan. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's so many times that you come on and you teach us something that we've probably possibly read before, but didn't really understand. We didn't sure. understand the meaning. So you're helping us really dig in the Bible and understand how the Old Testament and the New Testament really need to be read together. Yeah. We're talking about the tribulation and how long, you know, you think it, it might last, what the Bible says about that. Yeah, and that's one of those things that's, it is very interesting because sometimes things seem just really obvious and clear and then you dig in a little bit and you go, ah, oh, maybe it's not that clear. And this is <laughs> one of those, because when you dig in the Hebrew, when you talk about the tribulation, you're going back and you're looking into Daniel a lot of times in Revelation, and there's a few other scriptures, uh, Habakkuk as well. And the in Hebrew, like Daniel talks about these weeks of years, right? So that the word week is uh, uh, Shavuah, and it, it simply means, and it's interesting because Hebrew is just such a thick language. So a week in Hebrew could mean seven, just the number seven. Mm-hmm. It could mean a period of seven, as in days, weeks, or years. Or it could also mean the Feast of Weeks, which is a 50-day festival, the seven weeks in one day. And second Passover is part of that is halfway through. So when he says the word week, we think, oh, well, that's a week. But it doesn't have to mean that. It actually could mean so many things. Of course, we know that in one sense he was referring to weeks of years because of the first of those 69 weeks. But the other one's separated way off. And so we know that there's a lot of special things about this last week that is the tribulation period. In the book Habakkuk, the prophet is actually waiting for the judgment for the nations. And here's what the verse says. Then Yahweh replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. Now that word is moed. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. And you're going to start to see this word a lot, moed, right? The judgment, the end time judgment was set apart to be on a feast day. That's what a moed is. It's a feast day. (laughs) It's an appointed time. It's a very special time. Lingering implies that the feast that they're talking about is longer than one day. In other words, uh, Passover is a day. Pentecost is a day. Second Passover is a day. Feast of Unleavened Bread is seven days. Sukkot is seven, really kind of eight days. So it implies here, if you're lingering, that's what we're talking about is a feast that's longer than a day. There are seven feast days on the Hebrew calendar. Three of them are seven-day feasts, Unleavened Bread and Sukkot. Those are each these longer feasts, and you have this 50-day counting, but it's not a feast, but there's feasts in it. So I really should say two of them, not three of the seven feasts. So two of them are these seven-day feasts. So if you linger during Unleavened Bread, you'll arrive at second Passover. If you linger during Sukkot, you'll arrive at the seventh day or the eighth day, the last great day of the feast. So the word used for a literal year in the Bible is et. And Daniel uses that word, it's E-T-H, et, whenever he speaks of years, except in Daniel 12, he describes the end times, the end coming in a time, times, and half a time. I remember when I used that, I said, pay attention there. What that would, if you just take that as a literal year, it's three and a half years. 
in the prophecy of weeks, right? But here we discover in Daniel 12 that that word for year that he uses there, he doesn't use it there. He uses uh, moed again, which is an appointed time. So he's really saying it shall be for an appointed time, a time, times, and half a time. In other words, a moed, a moedim, and a half. So in other words, this is a little complicated for a second here. When God created the heavens, he used the word moed to describe the purpose of measuring times and seasons on the fourth day. Moed means a set feast, a feast season or an appointed time, meaning that instead of literal years in this weeks of years, Daniel could be speaking of the seven feasts rather than seven years. Every time word he uses speaks of a feast day. The spring feasts were all part of the first coming of Jesus, and some believe that the fall feasts are his final judgment. I actually think all seven are part of the final judgment. For instance, if the end of the world occurs during the fall feast, then you go back three and a half feasts to find the middle, right? So if we know pretty well that the Feast of Tabernacles looks like maybe the great, the eighth day, the last great day, is that final judgment. So if you were to go back three and a half days or three and a half feasts, uh, one feast day back takes you to the seven days of Sukkot, two takes you to atonement, the day of atonement, three takes you back to trumpets, and the half is right in the middle of the seven weeks of counting the Omer between Pentecost and First Fruits, which is right now, second Passover. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, if the picture that they're talking about here is clear, then the halfway points of these times, times, and half of times is in years, but feast days. And so it places you as second Passover again, right in the middle of things. Some people believe it's not a year or all these feasts, but just five to six months. Um, and also, the year of the Lord is a big part of it, too. Uh, it's also possible that if the Lord is cutting short those original seven years of the tribulation, they would last one year, and specifically, it's the year of the Lord. There's three real pictures of that, Isaiah 34, for it's the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. That sounds like a year, because it is a year. Uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Again, he uses the year. I've trodden the winepress, and this is Isaiah 63. I've trodden the winepress alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. That's pretty much right out of Revelation, that picture. I've trodden them in anger and trampled them in my fury. Their blood sprinkled upon my garments and stained all my robes. For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed has come. Mm. So that was clearly almost verbiage word for word of some scripture in Revelation that talks about the whole tribulation and it's talking about a year. So that's why you get some folks who say in the tribulation seven years, five or six months, or a year. And so I think it's probably wise to say, okay, it could be any of those. I'm what do you think that. about the murder hornets? Do <laughs> you think this is a sign? <laughs> I think it's a sign. It's a plague. Did you see the the the, the meme I put up of the praying mantis eating the murder yeah. hornets? <laughs> yeah. I think prayer is the right answer for the, <laughs> and praying mantises too. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're part of anything. I think <laughs> I, I think they're probably insignificant, but they're very funny. Yeah. Coming, not funny, but coming up, we're gonna hear from Matt Marr. But first, we're gonna hear from Good Landing Recovery. Our partners at Good Landing.